This is a special note for this episode of This is What Democracy Sounds Like. In this episode, we talk about a clean air rally on July 23rd, 2022. That event has been changed to a virtual event due to the heat caused by climate change. So please check the MCU social media feeds on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates on this event and for information on how you can participate. You may also still register for the event. The link is provided for you in the podcast description. Once again, the event scheduled for July 23rd, 2022 at McKinley Bridge has been changed to a virtual event. Welcome to This Is What Democracy Sounds Like. I'm Kevin Prang. This program is a presentation of Metropolitan Congregations United. MCU is a community organization that brings together religious congregations, community groups, and individuals to work for a common purpose to create a better life for all residents of the St. Louis region. We work at the intersection of race, economy, political power, gender, and the structures of oppression that are at work within us individually, within our organization, and within the community. We are working towards building people's control of the government, building community control of the economy, and expanding the public sphere and creating structural racial equity. Today, our guests are Sister Dolores Sanchez, an environmental justice organizer for Metropolitan Congregations United, and Adrian Stillman, a leader with the environmental justice team. And we're going to be updating you on MCU's efforts around environmental justice. So Adrian, let's start with you. You're a member of Most Holy Trinity Catholic Church in the city. Why is this issue of environmental justice so important to you? Well, the reason this is so important to me is there's been a lot of discussion in North City about this idea of development. And um, to me, uh, development uh, is, is there's been this myopic focus on uh, physical matter when it comes to the development. And well, the truth is that development um, is actually something that's much deeper. And I would like to uh, share a quote, if I may. Uh, The quote is, all social issues are brief and temporary. Go deeper. All social issues are brief and temporary. Go deeper. This is a quote from Reverend Dr. Howard Washington Thurman. And uh, Why this is so important to me is air quality. We can't see the air, it's unseen. The focus on development has been entirely on the scene, buildings, physical, real estate. And the word development actually comes from the word peace. Peace and development are the same. They can't be separated. They mean the same thing. And without justice, there is no peace. There is no development, authentic, real. So this is why it's so important for us to consider clean, cleaning as a beginning stage of of development. And therefore, beginning stage of justice then too, right? Yes, Yes. Excellent. So this is all kind of leading us to an event that's coming up on July 23rd, a a March for Air Quality. Uh, Tell us more about what's coming up 
uh, on March Saturday, March 23rd? Well, I was able to experience this same rally that was about a year ago. Um, and the beauty of this, of this rally is that it is connecting both the east side and the west side of the Mississippi River. And my heart last year was so filled with, with joy and hope and gratitude to see both sides of the river being connected uh, with this rally where we walked, we literally, we walked the McKinley Bridge and uh, to see that connectivity between both sides of the, um, the river is, is just, it, it really is amazing. It has been too long a dividing line, another way of categorizing and dividing everything. And uh, so that's, that's why it was so special for me is to see my friends on, on both sides uh, of, of the river last year. It just warmed my heart. So, Sister Dolores, uh, tell us some of the details of what we, what's going to be happening uh, this next Saturday, July 23rd. Sure. Um, we'll be gathering uh, on the Illinois side of the McKinley Bridge. Uh, it's a park that's right there called McKinley uh, Bridge Roadside Park. It's at the, if you look on Google Maps or wherever you look uh, for uh, Main Street and Cedar Street, where they cross, it's right there at the park. So we'll be gathering there. We'll hear speakers. We'll, and that'll start at nine. We'll hear speakers uh, about air quality, people who have themselves experienced uh, physical problems. Uh, our main theme is, is uh, air, a matter of life and death. And, you know, we know from, from statistics in uh, certainly in St. Louis, and I, I, I'm sure in, in Illinois as well, that we have the uh, Washington uh, University, yeah, WashU uh, report on environmental racism that tells us about kids suffering so greatly in the city, close to the river, uh, from uh, asthma. So we know there's a problem. And... Um, as well in Illinois, they've been working on that, that situation uh, because of problems they see there. So we'll have the speakers, uh, testimonies, and then we will march again across the bridge and we will be um, hanging a, a banner there to let people know what's going on uh, and then come back and um, have uh, a celebration uh, of what uh, Adrian was talking about, of our, our unity in this effort, because air knows no borders. And so it celebrates as well the, the power we're building to be able to, to uh, pass laws and, uh, that will regulate this kind of pollution. Okay, great. And, and what time will this be happening? It starts at nine and the program is about a half an hour long and then the walk might be 20 minutes or so. Uh, so really, we'll be done wrapping up uh, uh, about 10, 30, 11, uh, okay. depending on how long people stay, because we're going to have some some food uh, as long as it lasts, some free food, and also some uh, have somebody playing music for us as well. Okay, wonderful. And last year, uh, we had uh, the longest line was at the ice cream truck. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> exactly. <we can> <laughs> Because it, it does get warm. So we do want to recommend that people bring water, bring that hat, that wide brim hat, uh, keep yourself cool. And, and there'll be plenty of support there 
if anybody needs any help. So, but they, yes. it, it was pretty amazing to see the number of people turning out. So what are all the, uh, we're not doing this alone. This isn't just MCU. There are partners that we're joining with uh, on Saturday. Who are those partners? All right. Well, uh, our partner affiliate in uh, on the Illinois side is United Congregations of, of Metro East, UCM. Uh, but we also have uh, collaborators in the Sierra Club on both sides of the river. Uh, also the Nature Conservancy, uh, the Missouri Coalition for the Environment. Yeah. And, and as you said, it, it, it becomes a celebration and, and a real sort of building of spirit and unity of, of common purpose, which is, is, is wonderful. But you also ta- have talked about there will be specific asks uh, that we want to make of the people in power in both Illinois and Missouri. What are those asks we'll be making on Saturday? On the uh, Missouri side, uh, we know that there's there are there's a guidelines for uh, giving air permits to businesses and, and industries that uh, allow them to put a certain amount of toxins in the air, which is kind of strange in itself. But what's not done is to, to uh, measure like if you've got three of those industries you know, fairly close together, what's the cumulative impact of those, those industries? Uh, you know, what is the uh, amount um, of toxins that people in a certain area are breathing in? So that's, that's what we want to um, make sure that there are hearings held uh, by the Missouri Department of Resources before these uh, permits are given or renewed and we're very specific that we want people to know uh, much ahead of time and that the meetings themselves be accessible, not only for uh, those who might be handicapped, but for uh, you know, people who, who have children and, and need child care in order to be able to attend, whatever it might be to facilitate their being there because this is about their life and their health. Um, on the Illinois side, um, there is a... Um, an effort to pass the environmental justice permitting bill. And again, so their focus as well is on uh, air permits. And it would give the impacted communities a legal standing to be able to fight against pollution permits. Um, And as well, also, they're uh, building power. uh, We together are building power as a bi-state region so that we can demand equitable climate smart development in the greater region here. Okay, excellent. So Adrian, um, th- this is something that, that obviously touches at your heart. Do you have any concrete examples of uh, in where you live and where you work, where you go to church, where the environment is, is not in the best shape? That, that really sort of motivates you to continue down this path? Well, um, I don't have to go very far. As a parishioner at uh, Holy Trinity uh, Church, I can just walk right outside the building and it's, 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 right, it's literally right there at the, at the steps. I've focused on a particular area, um, which is the alleyway that runs right alongside it, just keeping that one part as best I can um, uh, picked up um, you know, the, the, the dumping and everything around the dumpsters. Um, and there's something that 
has struck me about this, um, the, just keeping the alleyway clean, and that is the, the, the trash is violence. The trash is violence. It is violent to have trash laying around. Uh, it, it, it affects the psyche, the mind, the, 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 the ability to, to, to stay grounded, really. It is none other than, than violence. And, and I relate that to the, the scene, the, the, the trash that can be seen to the trash that can be unseen. That's the particulate matter that's in, that's in the air. And smelled as oh, well. Oh, yeah, in the, in the smell. Yeah, and, you know, we start smelling these smells, and we, we ask our neighbor, did you smell that? And they're like, no, I didn't smell that. I was like, you, you didn't smell that? Oh, well, I guess I did smell it. I forgot. I'm so used to it. That's, that's the violence right there, that we become so used to smelling it and seeing it. Um, that, that, is, that is the violence right there in, in, at work. Okay, so in, in and around where Holy Trinity is at, you definitely are noticing that a smell in the air um, in, in that neighborhood, huh? Oh, oh yes. Just go there. I've, I've encouraged the, the, the listeners of the podcast, please come, come and see and smell and be, come visit. Please do. So this gets into our next, our next um, uh, topic, I guess. We as citizens can smell something and know that something is wrong, but to move change, sometimes we have to have that data. So that leads us into our air quality monitoring. So uh, Sister Dolores, uh, uh, remind us what this program is and tell us where we're at in implementing it. How many churches are are participating and, and how's the implementation going? Well, we have uh, currently, I believe it's 15 monitors placed at, at different uh, congregations around the city. And what that does is it gives us um, a picture of what are the toxins, uh, when are they uh, strongest, um, you know, what is, uh, we, we talk about particulate matter, which is, uh, um, I think it's two micrograms per square foot or something. It's some measure like that. And what that does is the, the bigger particles and the smaller particles can get into the lungs, can even if they're the smaller ones can get into the bloodstream. So it's really important that we know, um, you know, what is the data so we can then uh, take action and know what we need to be asking for. And there are some, uh, we will be using some uh, some uh, stronger type, um, more sensitive type equipment that will measure some of what Adrian was talking about, the, the volatile organic compounds in the air that combine with ozone. And St. Louis area has not done well in the measurement of ozone for uh, in, in our area over the years. And uh, it combines with these volatile organic compounds to make smog which is again, very uh, damaging to the health. So just the, there are a few monitors that the, the Department of National Resources, Natural Resources has uh, have out there, but there are not very many. And so we wanna know ourselves what the, the data is. So that's currently about where it's at. That the, uh, we do have a website that uh, shows what the air quality is, airwatch 
stl.mcustlewis, period, uh, org, or dot org. Uh, that's perfect. Thank you very much. And what we'll do is we'll put that link in the description for the, uh, the podcast. And then what this shows is the air quality in a very localized uh, manner too, correct? Unlike you can drive down I-64 and you see the sign at the science center that says the quality of the air, but this tells us in, in the neighborhood level what the air quality is. Correct. And, and uh, it's showing right now that the air quality um, pretty much all over the city where our monitors are um, is green, that it is good today. Um, and we wish and want it to, and we're working to make that true every day. It's what we need, what we deserve. Who's the major partner on this particular effort? We have a pretty good partner on this one. Yes, uh, Jake Turner's lab with WashU. Um, he has uh, some um, uh, PhD students, graduate students uh, that are doing this as a project. And uh, they actually, uh, uh, Adrian and I were there when they came to Most Holy Trinity and explained, uh, it was Tyler Cargill, who was one of the two students. He came and explained uh, the program and the website and how, um, uh, what different times of the day are, are worse or better. And uh, we talked about how um, even watching this website, you know, one could determine, well, today's not the day to have a picnic with, our, with my family because the air quality is not good. Or maybe I should, you know, um, uh, walk inside or, or something like that instead of um, uh, going outside to, uh, to walk. So um, it's a helpful thing in that way as well. Adrian, uh, what has been your involvement with this project? Have you participated in it? Are you, you part of uh, gathering some of the data? Uh, no, not with the data. It's been more having conversations with parishioners, friends, neighbors, uh, letting them know that this is actually happening. And this is an opportunity to, um, for, for an outlet that people are really hungry for, uh, to, to have a place to express that uh, no, we, we don't we don't accept uh, we we don't accept this, and uh, we can do better. So this is one way that that MCU is actually empowering um, our citizens to have have information to take to their elected officials uh, to say, hey, this is a problem, and this is a problem in our neighborhood. Uh, one of the other places that uh, we have had some success on recently has been with schools and drinking water. Uh, Sister Dolores, do you want to update us on, on where that stands right now? We're very glad that uh, as a result of a lot of people working together uh, in the legislature, uh, Missouri uh, legislature, we've been able to uh, pass, get the lead out of school water, um, act, that act, the act. Um, and uh, so currently, It'll be implemented over time, but the uh, one of the basic things is that it will, it will put filters on uh, in all the schools in Missouri on the uh, sources of water that have been proven at one at any point to have had, to have lead to at the an, an unacceptable level, 
which is uh, uh, more than five parts per billion. So by by the uh, this school year, by the end of this school year, 23-24, and each year afterwards, uh, the, the school is committed to providing drinking water with lead concentration below that level. Uh, we did try to get it down to one uh, part per billion, which is the, really more of the health optimal level. Uh, no, no lead is, you know, good for anybody. Um, uh, however, that's that's uh, the testing we have doesn't go that low, uh, so we'll have to you know wait for the technology to catch up with that. In the meantime, working with the schools to get those filters on there that'll bring it lower uh, as low as we can. Um, so gradually, uh, you know, the schools will be um, surveying and, and checking out all their sources of water in an ongoing way so that anytime it's discovered to be more than the five parts per billion, they will, um, you know, they'll be putting filters on those sources of water, whether it's drinking fountains or uh, places where, you know, cooking and um, washing utensils, things like that as well. And I'm glad to say that they're going to target or prioritize first the early childhood, kindergarten, and elementary schools uh, because there's so much damage that can be done by the lead in water, in particular for younger children. We we also are, are uh, uh, very satisfied that uh, through the work of many people, again, the the General Assembly approved 27 million dollars from the American Rescue Plan to do lead remediation in our schools. So we know we need to continue to follow up with that to make sure that school boards are aware and, and are doing this work. And so that'll be uh, an um, ongoing step for us. And are there any other issues right now that MCU's Environmental, Task, Environmental Justice Task Force is focusing on? Any other calls to action or, or issues that, that we're focusing on? Well, what, what Adrian mentioned about illegal dumping, uh, we have um, actually a next step there in that uh, the Board of Aldermen uh, passed in the Board of Aldermen a, uh, a proposal to change the charter to uh, raise the fines for illegal dumping from $500 to $1,000. Uh, voters need to vote on that on August 2nd. And it's uh, Prop F. So we want people to vote for that because that will raise the fine and, and just you know be really clear, it's the fine on illegal dumping. It's not any other fines uh, so that people don't get confused. So uh, please vote yes on Prop F. And we want to make sure that's Prop F for Frank, because there's yes. also a Prop S on the ballot in the city of St. Louis, which, which is, is funding. Also, right. Yes which is funding for schools, which we are also in favor of, but, but this one in particular is Prop F, uh, yes. as in Frank. Yes, Excellent. so we would like a yes on both of those. <laughs> right, F and S. Okay, great. So as we kind of bring things to a close, I know uh, Adrian and, and Sister Dolores, you both had an opportunity to participate in the Gamaliel National Leadership Training uh, for each of you, tell us about that experience and how has that changed? How has that changed your approach to organizing? I'm new to organizing. Um, this is this training that I was able to experience is the, the, the first of its its kind for me. And 
what it did for me, the national leadership training, is I was able to locate my silent cry from within. It's still unfolding. Um, it, at the moment that I discovered, I heard it, that's when I started having a wonderful sense of uh, liberation. And I can tell you more about that if you wish, but I, I know uh, Sister Sanchez has her own experience as well. I could say that uh, this is, I've gone through this uh, a number of times already as an organizer, um, but I, you know, I, I agree with uh, Adrian that it is a way of clarifying what's inside of you that uh, maybe obstacles to recognizing that you do have power to make the world a better place and a way to clarify, you know, what is the, the main thing that I feel called to do that's really where I have energy uh, and then clarifying that it frees up a lot of that energy then to be used for, for good. And, um, to help organize people and organize money so that we can make the changes we need to make a better world, to make what we call the beloved community, uh, which we so, <laughs> so much need. So it, it really helped, it helped me again this time to, to be more clear on what is it that I'm working to accomplish, you know, along with all of MCU, all the congregations, all the other organizers, um, all of the network we're under, to make a, a, a better world. And then being more focused makes me much more effective. Okay, excellent. Before we wrap things up here, one more time, give us the details on uh, the Air Quality March uh, on July 23rd. Sure. So we'll see you there. Uh, we have a registration link, uh, which is uh, bit.ly backslash air rally 22. That is a registration link. We want everybody to sign up. There's more information there uh, to remind you what this is all about and where it is. Uh, so we start at nine on Saturday, July the 23rd. So um, coming up very quickly. And uh, we will be there till about somewhere around 11, uh, 10, 30, 11. And remind everybody to bring uh, your water bottle, your hat, your umbrella, whatever you might need to, to stay cool. Okay, excellent. I want to thank our guest today, uh, Sister Dolores Sanchez, an environmental justice organizer for Metropolitan Congregations United, and Adrian Stillman, a leader with that environmental justice team. And if you're ready to join us in that work for justice uh, in the St. Louis area, contact us at 314-367-3484, or you can email us at office at mcustl.com. You can also go to our website, which is mcustlewis.org, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for news and events, including details on the air quality rally. I'm Kevin Prying, and you've been listening to This Is What Democracy Sounds Like. Tune in again next time, and thank you for listening.